You're listening to a Mango Languages podcast. Right now, just by listening to me, you're taking part in one of humanity's biggest miracles, the ability to use language. I mean, you use it every day, but how much do you really know about it? Welcome to Mango's foundational series, How Language Works, where we break down everything you need to know about this amazing, intricate, and at times totally bizarre thing that we call language. The story of language is a quite fascinating one, so where else to start but at the very beginning? In this episode, we're talking about what language is and why it matters. By the end of the episode, you'll come to understand why there isn't one perfect definition for language. You'll discover what we call the people who study language, and you'll learn that there's more to language than just what we say. My sincere hope is that you leave this episode thinking in new and exciting ways about what language is and what it can be. And for those of you who might not know me yet, I'm Emily. I'm a linguist at Mango. I love language so much, I got a PhD in it. And now the best part is I get to share all the information about how language works with you. Language is so much a part of our everyday that for the most part, we tend to take it for granted. For example, when you listen to someone who's speaking in your native language, it doesn't take much mental effort to understand them, right? Hearing our native language just feels kind of effortless. It's like tasting coffee or seeing colors. It's something that you just understand automatically, as if on autopilot. But if you've ever studied a foreign language as an adult, then you are quite aware of just how complex language systems actually are under the hood. I mean, think about it. Learning a language means learning hundreds of thousands of words and quite a detailed list of nuanced grammatical rules and word order patterns. And that's not all. You're also learning a sound system, gestural patterns, conventionalized facial expressions, hand configurations if you're learning a signed language, and discourse norms, all of which can vary from community to community, country to country. It's a lot, and it's honestly amazing that we can understand each other at all. Imagine for a moment your life without language. How would you spend your time? How would you think? Collect your thoughts. Take collective action. Communicate an idea. Work. Language is so tied up with who we are and how we navigate the world. Every sentence you ever utter, each word you use, and how you say it says something about you and where you come from. Even the language you choose to speak it in. It all forms part of who you are. And when it comes to language, there's so much to learn and unpack. So where do you go to learn about language? Well, the answer goes beyond dusty old dictionaries and grammar books. You gotta look to linguistics. Linguistics is the name for the fascinating field of study dedicated to language. And the people who study linguistics are called linguists, like me. Now, linguistics is a relatively young field, and it's very interdisciplinary in nature. And by that, I mean that there is a lot of overlap between linguistics and other fields of study. For example, human speech sounds are made up of sound waves with acoustic properties. So there's a good degree of overlap between linguistics and acoustical engineering. Additionally, language is processed in the brain. So there's a lot of interesting overlap between linguistics and fields like neuroscience, psychology, and cognitive science. Other sister fields to linguistics include anthropology, sociology, education, and computer science. 
that's just to name a few. We'll dive into the main building blocks of language in our future episodes, but for now, just get excited at how many offshoots to language study there really are. Now, let's back up for a second. We now know that there's this entire field of study that's dedicated to understanding human language, but what's the actual definition of language? Well, interestingly enough, even linguists can't all agree on one definition for what language is. Here's why. Language is such a pervasive tool and phenomenon that it's hard to come up with one clear and simple definition that captures all aspects of it. Now, while there doesn't exist one perfect definition for language, there are some things that you should know, and I've summed them up for you in four simple points. Number one, language is about more than just communicating to others. This is one of the most common misconceptions about language. Even Merriam-Webster got it wrong. Their current definition for language is the system of words or signs that people use to express thoughts and feelings to each other. Now, is it true that all languages incorporate words? Yes, of course it is. Is it true that we use language to express our thoughts and feelings to one another? Yes, but that's not all that language is. It's also a powerful piece of human cognition that allows us to organize our inner thoughts, and it also serves as a vehicle for expressing our personal identities and our group affiliations. I mean, just think about how much of your inner monologue in your mind relies on language or why you change the way you speak with different groups of people. When we begin to look at language as more than just a means of communication, we start to realize that it paints a much bigger picture about who we are. We start to see that it's not just about what we say, but how we say it, and what we use the language for in the first place. Okay, number two. Pinning down a definition for language requires making an important distinction between what linguists call capital L language in lowercase language. Literally, we write one with a capital L and the other with a lowercase l. Now, here's the difference between the two. Capital L language is the overall phenomenon of human language. For example, if I said the sentence, with the exception of developmental disorders, all humans acquire language. Okay, now lowercase language, on the other hand, represents all the different instantiations of human languages. For example, there are roughly 7,000 languages in the world. Or I could also say, my native language is English. Those would both be examples of lowercase l. Okay, now the third thing you need to know about language. The defining characteristic of language is that symbols are used to make meaning. In other words, we should think of language as a code. And in order to use and decipher a code for a given language, you need to learn how specific symbols map on to meaning. And when I say symbols, I'm referring not only to letters in the alphabet, but all the implementations of linguistic communication. So that includes speech, writing, hand signs, gestures, facial expressions, body language, braille, the mental representations of speech. All those symbols that we rely on to make meaning are implementations of language. Capital L language. Okay, last thing that you need to know about language. Number four. Language is an inherently dynamic system, one that changes over time and place. Just as culture changes over time, so does our language. Now, it might be comforting to some to think of language as a static thing that stays the same, but it never has been that and it never will be. Old languages die out, new ways of speaking will emerge, each technological innovation will require the addition of a new word to our vocabulary system. And even the accents that we carry today 
will change slightly with the next generation. The point is, when it comes to language, change is the only constant, which I find quite exciting. Well, there you have it. You now have everything you need to get started on your exploration of language. And believe me, we have only scratched the surface. I mean, there is so much exciting stuff out there to explore about language and linguistics, and we will get to all of it in this series. For example, what's the origin of human language? How do new words get created? Why do languages change over time? How many Englishes are there in the world? How do bilinguals keep their languages separate? Why can we be superstitious, but not a little stitious. We'll get to all of that and more in this series of Adventures in Language. Well, we covered a lot in today's episode. To recap, here are your four main takeaways. First, the field of study for language is called linguistics, and the people who study it are called linguists. Second, there's not one perfect definition for language, but one of its most basic characteristics is that symbols, that can refer to speech sounds, letters, hand signs, gestures, are used to make meaning. Third, language is more than just a means of communication. It's also a tool for individual thought. It's a part of human cognition. It's a way of expressing our personal identities, and it serves as a lens through which we can observe our histories and cultures. And fourth, languages are always changing. How we speak today isn't how we'll speak tomorrow. And that's all part of what makes language so appealing, so elusive, so adventure-worthy. If you're new here and you'd like to make sure you're up to date on all of our awesome language content, then come join the Mango Fam by subscribing to the podcast. And hey, if you like quizzes, have I got some fun for you because we created a fun and free interactive quiz for you about language, which we've linked for you in the description. I'm going to be honest, it's pretty fun. Take it and see how you score. I believe in you. Don't miss our next episode in this series where we'll be breaking down how speech sounds work, which means we're going to be talking about something called phonetics. Have you ever stopped to wonder what your mouth is actually doing when you go from ah to a to e to o to oo? Well, we have the answer for you in our next episode where you'll learn what phonetics is, how speech sounds work, and why it all matters. All that and more next time on Adventures in Language. Bye!